Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Caught at the 20. Racing near sideline 10. Turn of the 5. Touchdown Raiders. The crowd applauds because Las Vegas just win, baby. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Q. It's time to go in the trenches. Kicking off hour number three of the show. It's that time already. Joined by our guy, our good friend, Lincoln Kennedy, Raiders radio broadcast, former Raider offensive lineman. Lincoln, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And I want to start off with a call we just had about Derek Carr and something he said at the podium that, you know, he's trying to put the ball exactly where Josh wants him to put the ball. He wants to do exactly what coach wants him to do. And he said that before with Gruden, but the caller felt like, hey, man, this guy's been in the league long enough. He should have a little bit of. I guess freedom, a little freelance ability at the line to do what he does. What What are your thoughts when you hear something like that? That's okay. First of all, QD, it's good to be with you guys. Good, good day, grab him on. I'll, I'll say this: you know, when it comes to Derek Carr, he is he's a, a guy that will follow instructions. He did it with every coach he's ever played for, including Gruden. So what they tell him to do, the only, and he's cut from that cloth. That's just how he is. It's so, for example, you try to get him to run. He doesn't always run. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's not who he's. That's not who he is. So he's that. He's that cut. He's cut from that caliber. That if the coach says take the check down, he's going to take the check down. Coach says we're going after the X receiver or the Z receiver. If it's if it's open, he's going to throw the ball there. That's that's what he is. So you know you can't change the tiger's strikes. The strikes. Derek calls it like it is because that's how he's cut. He is one of those guys that's going to do exactly what Coach tells him to do. Right, and that's exactly what he said at the podium just uh, yesterday. Again, we're talking with Lincoln Kennedy here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So uh, we've seen two different games, Lincoln, from Devontae Adams. We've seen the 10-catch Devontae Adams and the 2-catch Devontae Adams. Uh, The Tennessee Titans, uh, the next opponent on the schedule, they've been giving up a lot of the big plays. What kind of performance are you looking for from Devontae this week? It's not that I'm looking for a particular performance on Devontae. I think Devontae is going to be great no matter what. Uh, I think he's going to be all pro this year, no matter what. I I, I want to see the Raiders win. Right. I want to see that you know go through the course where you spread the ball around, where you don't you don't you know you don't necessarily favor out one receiver because that's when a team wants to concentrate on taking them out. You want to be able to have a, a, a whereabout for your offense to where you can toss the ball around who's ever open. Throw it to Dad. Throw it to you know the backside of the backfield. Throw it to Hunter. You know, throw it to Devontae. So it's not like I'm looking for a specific game out of a, a specific player. I'm looking for an overall efficiency in this offense to show what it's truly capable of. Is the lack of you know efficiency and consistency on that offense, and, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but is it going back to the lack of action that they had in the preseason? To some extent, yes. To, to most degree, no. This offense – Notoriously has, I mean, and I know you know Josh McDaniels is, is running a new pattern, but in, in the past, this offense has had issues with what short yardage and red zone efficiency. Mm-hmm. That's been its that's been its mantra over the past couple of years. That has not changed. That's not really different now. You know, the, the Raiders have struggled in the red zone. Yes, you've got a good kicker, but you've also got to understand in this division, you got to score touchdowns. So they need to increase in their red zone efficiency. They need to be better on short yardage. I think, you know, they haven't really had a whole lot of goal line, uh, you know, examples like you know, just yet. But, you know, they've got to find a way once they get in the red zone to punch it in for sevens. Talking right now with Lincoln Kennedy here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I saw a stat yesterday where the Raiders ranked 30th in rushing offense, and they have a plethora of running backs. That, to me, has got to get better. That's got to help balance out this offense. How do you think they get the running backs more involved? 
run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, here's the thing. I was surprised, too. We talked before the Charger game. I was. I thought they were going to run the football. They barely ran the football in the Charger game. They didn't have a whole lot of plays. They only had 56 plays. And I think out of those 56 plays, they might have ran it 13 times compared to the Chargers had like 67 or something like that. But the Chargers were much more balanced in their attack than the Raiders were. And obviously it's also, you know, out of out of necessity. When you fall fall behind, you got to try to catch up, you got to throw the ball. I get all that. But the only way they're going to get more efficient running is by running the football. And and that's what you, you see. You see how hard Josh Jacobs has ran the ball in the last two games. you got to find a way to get him the ball. He's, he's out to prove something. He's out to prove his value, his worth. Give him the damn ball. Uh, and, and, and try to run it more. And the only way you can do that is just go and do it. The Titans have one of the best interior defensive linemen with Jeffrey Simmons. So what kind of challenge is yeah. that going to pose for this Raiders offensive line to, pe- to block someone that's so dominant coming straight up the middle? Well, you'll see a lot of slide protection, much like you saw against J.J. Watt and the, and the Cardinals. Just got to make sure the offensive line is on the same page collectively. Uh, but you'll see a lot more slide protection. You'll see a lot more tandem blocks. More importantly, you'll probably see a, a back or two uh, just kind of put their nose in that B-gap or A-gap area. We talked about Dylan Parham earlier on the show today, and he's uh, you know played multiple positions already in this young season and started at center last week against the Cardinals. What have you seen from Parham, and, and do you think he did a, a pretty good job at center last week? I think in the, in the situation with Andre James being out, yeah, I think he did. I mean, let's face it, you know, a rookie's going to have his lumps, but they're really high on a third-round pick uh, for a reason, and I can see why. He is athletic, he is talented, and he's smart. He's very conscious of his play, and he's smart. So um, I've, I've been impressed with him so far. You know, we, we had uh, Ted Wynn from The Athletic on, and he was saying that the physicality, he hadn't seen the physicality from that position for the Raiders' offensive line for a while. Are, are you seeing that physicality as well from Dylan? Well, it's only one game, so it's hard to take, you know You know what I mean? From, yeah. But, but you talk about what he, his size and his ability, his overall athleticism, it could be possible. Um, you just got to put it all together. We, we, have, we don't have enough of a sample size. Even right. in preseason, when he was kind of tossing around different positions, didn't have enough of a sample size to see how physical he's going to be as a player or a player to come. And more importantly, until he gets, you know, under his belt playing against different talent, different, you know, sizes and size, talent level, you, you, we really won't know. Is there a player or two that you'd like to see more of moving forward? Mm, no. I mean, not, no No one really stands out to me because we're still trying to put pieces together. Right. I'm still trying to understand Patrick Graham's defensive philosophy. You know, he went from the two-high look to the three-high uh, look in this past week and, you know, with the safety issues. And so I'm, I'm still trying to figure out that with the coverage. I'm still trying to figure out where Chandler Jones is, you know, on the football field, because I haven't necessarily heard his name or called out his number quite a bit. I mean, things like that. These are these are stars that, that, you, that you expect to stand out. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, Perryman's back, um, what, you know, how if they can have a little bit of more rhythm with their interior defense, uh, because I think that's essential, especially going up against that big back that's in Tennessee. Uh, so uh, not not necessarily individuals that I, that I want to see. It's the collective team presence of course i want to see him get a damn win right absolutely again we're talking with lincoln kennedy here on raider nation radio 920 unnecessary roughness talking about this upcoming titans game and derrick henry is a different dude as you very well know so <laughs> what do you what do you think the plan is to defensively try to slow that guy down and make ryan Tannehill beat you you better tackle him waist high. <laughs> you better go you better because you go too low he's going he's going to truck you you go too high he's going to truck you better tackle him at his waist the thing is is that you've seen people in the last two games uh, with the Giants 
and um, and the Bills, you've seen them concentrate and focus on Derrick Henry. And they understand that, that the reason why the Tennessee Titans were so successful a couple of years ago, especially with Henry at running back, was because they were able to work off the play action. So you know it's going to come. So you got to be disciplined in your coverage and responsibilities, and, and, but more importantly, you got to know where number 22 is all the time. Lincoln, Devontae Adams, he sort of called out the team a little bit yesterday when he said that everyone needs to buy in. Everyone has to play as if, hey, it's a season-ending play on every play. Do, do you think that the Raiders are already at that point in the season where they need that kick in the butt from the star player on the team to say, hey, man, everybody on the team needs to step it up? It doesn't hurt because DeMond, for so long, this team was so incredibly young collectively. They didn't really have a lot of standout leaders. Other than Derek Carr and Max Crosby came on last year, who was it? Right. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind veterans standing up, you know, taking, trying to take control of the room, speaking up. I don't mind that at all, as long as it turns out. He's absolutely right. Everybody does need to buy in. But, it, but it's also not just the players, it's the coaches. And it's not time to panic. Right. There's no time to panic. You've still got plenty of games left, 15 games left. So you can, you can go on a run, if you will, but you've got to get the first one. And that's what matters the most. And this is a winnable game for the Raiders if they take care of business, just like the other two were. But they have to learn how to do it. They have to learn how to win. They have yet to learn how to win as a team. Right. And, you know, Lincoln, I'm glad you said that because we've had multiple people. We talked about that as well. We've had multiple people say, yeah, but Q, they won 10 games. They went to the playoffs last year. This team knows how to win. They don't have to learn how to win. But this wasn't the same team, Lincoln. So when you say that they have to learn how to win, what do they need to do? Um, Everybody needs to do their job at the best of their ability. You need to focus. You need to concentrate. Things that, that are within your control are, you know, you don't get penalties. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're you know, a mature player, you buy into that. And your responsibility, you know what you're supposed to do, whether it's offense, defense, special teams. You do it to the best of your ability. You make plays. And you're, you're accountable to your other teammates. So that's the thing when I said they have to learn how to win together. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, the fans that sit there and talk about what happened last year, can't remember that when Josh McDaniels took over this team, they had, what, 37 guys under contract? Right. I mean, come on. Now, that doesn't even fill out a game day roster. So this is a new team. And I'm absolutely right when I say they haven't learned to win together because collectively, I know what they did in the preseason, but it wasn't the whole team. Right. Starters in, most of the starters didn't play. So we're talking about everybody that's supposed to be out there is right now out there on, on a full-time schedule. They need to learn how to win together. They have yet to do that. And we talked about Devontae Adams and what he had to say at the presser yesterday. And, and to me, Lincoln, it felt like an alpha dog that was just saying, hey, guys, you know, one, listen to me, but follow my lead as well. And, and you even mentioned it. The Raiders needed that. They haven't had that in a very – I couldn't even tell you the last guy that was actually that alpha dog that stood up like that. Right. Right. Well, I mean, other than Derek Carr, that's the only one I can think of since he's been, you know, in uniform because this roster has turned over so much. Mm-hmm. You, can't really, you can't really dictate and determine who it is. It's, I mean, it's definitely not Chandler Jones to me. It's not Denzel Perriman, um, though he was, you know, voiceful, boisterous last year when he had the, he was out, you know, outspoken and stuff like that. But I'm trying to think, going down the line, trying to think who it was. I, I don't see anybody other than. Uh, Derek Carr. Right. No, I, I'm with you. We had this conversation yesterday on the show, and I, I, I was like, man, it's been a long time. There's been a big void there at that uh, alpha dog uh, position. Again, we're talking with Lincoln Kennedy here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Hunter Renfro didn't practice yesterday, didn't practice today. Of course, he's in concussion protocol. He has to clear that before he can play. If he doesn't play, who do you think steps up in his spot? Oh, I don't have my roster in front of me. Who else is on that list at the slots? Um, you know, here's the thing. I will say this. I will say this. Devontae Adams has played a version of the slot mm-hmm. in the first two games. So that possibly he can do that. 
Um, I think Hollis will stay at the X right. on the outside. And then who who else am I thinking of? Um, they got T. Billy. for the Z? Right. I mean, oh, they, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They got T. Billy. He could go. He got, uh-huh. got T. Billy. I'm trying to think of the other guys on the roster that they have. Uh, mainly it's those. And Mac Hollins was getting, you know, they were getting on the same page. Him and Carr were getting on the same page against the Cardinals. Do you think that that's sustainable, that him and him and Hollins could be really on the same page right now? I think Derek Carr has the ability to be, you know, to be capable of getting the ball to anyone on the football field. Mm-hmm. His accuracy, when he's on point, his accuracy is, is payday. It's it's beautiful to watch. There were many games. I think the most most one I remember was the Baltimore game. No, the Dolphin game last year, where he threw receivers open and he made a difference. Right. In that time of being as accurate, I think he's capable of doing that with anyone, any one of these receivers. It's whether or not he does. I, it's my my only um, the thing about it is that you don't focus on one guy. Right. You, you have the ability to go through your progression, and if. You know, Hollis isn't open. You try to go to Devontae. If he's not open, I know you don't have a whole lot of time, but you've got to, if you have to isolate a part of the field, then you go through your progression, you find who is open. You don't try to force the ball to people all the time. Talking right now with Lincoln Kennedy here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more questions for you. As far as when you're putting everything together, you're starting to look at your charts, you're looking at Tennessee, you're trying to figure out this, that, and the other. Uh, what are you seeing, at least on paper, that, okay, this is what the Raiders need to do to come away with a victory on Sunday? Well, I, I think if the Raiders stay with their game plan, no matter what it is, I think they can win. I think they're a better team than Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I do. Right. But I've also thought they were a better team than the first two teams that they played. Um, but they just have to put it together. I mean, the offensive line has to gel a little bit more, obviously, and then slow down the, the, the rush, especially the front four. And if Tennessee decides to, to, to bring a blitz package, they need to toast them and make them pay for it. Uh, defensively, get off the field. You know, the, the thing is, is that you got to have – the defense has done a pretty good job against the run in the first few games. They need to continue that. And and this is going to be a big time because, you know, Tennessee wants to work off the play action. Look, Tennessee's going to take their strikes down the field. But at the same point, if you if the Raiders are able to do what they can offensively or capable of offensively, you'll put you'll make Tennessee – put Tennessee in a bind to where, you know, you, their quarterback's going to Tannehill's going to have to play catch-up. Last week, there was so much being made about the way that the pass rushers had to rush Kyler Murray, almost that they you know, couldn't just pin their, back, pin their ears back and just go after Kyler Murray. So what situations do you think are going to be different for the pass rushers? You said you haven't seen Chandler Jones, but do you think he's going to be more effective getting after Ryan Tannehill this week? I don't know, DeMond. I mean, look, you got to show me something. You know, I mean, just you're, you're, you're the sack leader, current sack leader in the NFL. I mean, not a current leader, uh, through the, but just total sacks. Uh, over your career, then you gotta you gotta be that force. You know, Max Crosby has been wrecking havoc. Right? Max mm-hmm. Crosby's name has been called. You know, and getting in the backfield and creating a you know, little bit of a fuss. And they can't necessarily say the same thing about fifty five. Right. True story. No, yeah, that's real. That's real. That's why we call him 55 for now, right? <laughs> Let's call, we'll call him 55 for now. Well, Lincoln, it's always great, man. Love your insight each and every time that you join us on Tuesday and Thursday at 4 o'clock. Have a safe trip to uh, to Nashville and uh, call a hell of a game and, and bring back a W. I hope so. I had to give me something good to talk about. Right. <laughs> All right, guys, you're going to be good. Have a good one. Thanks, Lincoln. Appreciate you. There he goes, Lincoln Kennedy. He's looking for a W. Man, do what you got to do to get a W right there. Uh, got a text right now from Big Jess from the IEQ. Do you think we incorporate Keelan Cole Sr. this week if Renfro isn't able to go? That's a good one. I didn't think about that. When I was trying to go through the quick roster in my head of the wide receivers that are uh, out there, that could be that could be a possibility. He's a guy that could play that role. He's not, you know, a lot of people say, well, he doesn't stretch the field at all. He's not really slow. 
He's not super fast, but he, I mean, if you go back and look kind of at the history of his catches, he's catching passes and he's getting, you know, 18 yards a catch, 17, 18 yards a catch. I'd take that. I'd take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday, especially this upcoming Sunday. Good, good text, my man. I appreciate you. 418 is the time. Come back, get to some calls and texts. And then we got Vinny Bonsignor at 430. He'll join us to give us his thoughts of what he heard at practice, what he saw at practice, and what he's heard in the locker room. It's all coming up on Red Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Rob in Oakland hit us up. Salmon Ash text line 69187 keyword R&R. I think Mark handed a playoff core to an upgraded free uh, front office and coaching staff hoping to strike fast with the players he has now. But this change is all about the next 15 years, not necessarily not the next 15 games. My question is whether the fans in front office share the same urgency to win right now. I think the fans see a closing window and the front office and coaches must may just see one of many windows. Perhaps they're more into developing players on their first contracts and managing the core of the salary cap than we are as Rob in Oakland. Uh, thank you for the text, my man. It's always great to hear from you. I think that the coaching staff and the front office see the window of opportunity that's open right now. But I also, to your point, Rob, think that they are trying to make sure that they have the longevity, that not only do they have the window open right now where they can go and strike and win, but they have enough good players behind them where they can keep it going. So it's not just a 2016 situation where that's the one year we could always reference. Remember 2016? I guess we have 2021 now, but that was a hell of a year. I mean, that year you couldn't have written that one. I mean, there's nobody that could have wrote that script, right? I mean, there's just no way. So forever we said, hey, remember 2016? Hey, remember 2016? They're trying to avoid that. They want to win right now. There's no doubt. I have no doubt that Josh McDaniels did not leave New England where there was a chance in his heart that he could win every single year, even as an offensive coordinator. I'll tell you right now, I'd rather win as a sidekick every year than lose as, a, as the lead dog, right? I mean, that's straight up. I'll take dubs. So I'm sure that he saw the window of, hey, there's a core group of players right here. And that's why these contracts are structured the way, in my opinion, they are. With Devontae, with Hunter, with Derek. You know, all these guys are have contracts that they're able to get out of in, you know, a season or two. I mean, they really are. They're structured to the point where they can decide, okay, that window has all of a sudden gone from open to close. Or, you know what, that window is not as open as we thought it was. Now we can do this, that, and the other. It's all set up that way. In my, again, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm not Dave Ziegler, so we're not sitting there breaking bread and talking about the window that's open. But, but you I, can see it with the way the contract is But you can pretty much see it. Exactly, exactly. So I said, so that's why I feel like that that's how, and that's the direction and the trend that they're going. So uh, thank you so much for that text, my man. I do appreciate you, but I, I get what you're saying. And yeah, the next 15 years are, are just as important as the next 15 games as well, uh, you know, in the sense of they want to continue to have stability as far as, you know, instead of what they've had over the past 20-something years where it's been a bunch of instability and a bunch of inconsistency and actually more losing than anything else. Let's go out to uh, Denver and talk to our guy, Raider Dave. Welcome to the show, my man. Hey, appreciate being welcomed into the land of Puffers with DC and Q. It's my turn. All right. Remember when I told you early in preseason that the Raiders were going to pick up an offensive lineman from New England, and you asked, well, do you have a specific person in mind? And I said, I did not, but I didn't know their roster. But certainly enough, they did get this, <laughs> and I was right about it. And I think even furthermore, I think that guy is going to start after the bye week. Okay. I'd like to see him, or I would think he might get some play in the Denver game. But I really believe that there is a communication issue. If you watch Watt 
beat a double team to the inside and come straight up car's gut mm-hmm. and flatten them, yep. I think that McDaniels was like, oh, crap, we need to do something now. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And there was, that was a clear communication problem. I mean, there was nothing else but a communication problem. I mean, that was like the, the Red Sea parted, and he was able to go right up the gut and get to Carr. Carr never stood a chance. And like Devontae said yesterday, that was the second play of the game for, for the Raiders offensively. That was a wrap, right? I mean, it's already, if you're getting that kind of pressure, all I thought of sitting in the press box was, well, it's going to be a long day, <laughs> right? That's all I thought about. Now, look, Carr didn't get sacked the rest of the game. Now, there was pressures, don't get me wrong, but he didn't get sacked the rest of the game. But, man, when he got sacked by J.J. early in the game, I thought, man, it's going to be a long day at the office for that dude. He is going to be sore tomorrow because I just I just assumed he was going to get sacked four or five times. Uh, let's quickly go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? What's up, DeMond, man? Just, you know, listen to everything after Devontae's interview yesterday, man. It still all goes back to the end of last year and the beginning of this year, you know, when everyone was talking about, oh, it wasn't going to be a complete rebuild and this, this, you know, and I was one that got ridiculed because I didn't believe in really breaking up with what we had, with what we just went through. We were just a few little couple pieces away from being good and now it's all new the whole system everything is new the offense everything and here we are i mean we couldn't even wait to get to like week four or five and talk about everything that we're talking about now man it's just like it's depressing as a fan because you know i'm at work and i got a chiefs fan that just walks by me with a smirk on his face every day and every day of the week it just gets harder and harder because what can i say back what really can I say back right now? And, and that's just a little thing, Q, but, but to see with, with, with like Raider Fish, man, he hit it on the head, man, with Derek Eubank. You, you've got to realize that, that I, I don't know. I don't know, Q. You, you said it, too, again, about getting out of the contract. It is made that way. It is. It really is set up to get up out of that quick because it, 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 if, the, if the limit's there, the limit's there, Q. You just get lost for words trying to try to try to speak because it's just so mind-boggling, Q. So I don't know, man. I don't know what McZigler and McDaniel's have got going on right now, or what's going on in the locker room. But Devontae wasn't happy yesterday, and I knew from the first time he talked with Raider Nation when he's talking about how much of a volume receiver he is. I don't know something about that just didn't settle right with me, man. And, and, and for him to come out and say what he said yesterday, was there anything wrong with it? Absolutely not. Because the man comes from a winning culture his whole career where they dominated their division, Q. So, so just to come, we, we knew this was dangling in the air. We knew he was going from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. Tom Brady, Josh McDaniels, Tom Brady to Derek Carr. We have to find what this common denominator is. And like you said, we could have these players right now that could be gone next year. And, 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 and that would probably be the Raider way, Q. But something's got to get greater, man. Mark got a championship with the with 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 the, with the ladies. Why can't he get one with us, man? Well, he's trying. <laughs> he's trying, dog. I mean, that's the one thing I don't think anyone could deny. I really don't. I don't think anyone could deny that Mark Davis is doing everything he can to try to make this uh, organization a winning organization and hoist a trophy for the Raider Nation. I don't think there's anyone who could say he's not doing everything he can. He's pulling out the stops. He's admitted to, I don't know certain things, so I'm not going to try to pretend to know certain things. I'm going to put people in charge that know a lot better than me, football minds that come from good football backgrounds. That's why he gave the long contract to Gruden and said, hey, you go and run the football ops. Hey, this is, if this is what it's going to take to to bring back the best coach that, we, that we've had in a long time, and that's what he did 
because that's what he believed. And, and and honestly, I thought the same thing. I thought Gruden was a, a great, you know, to bring him back because he was the last coach that the Raiders had that did some really good things, you know, and that was a big gap in between him and him again. <laughs> so I thought that he made the right decision. Obviously, it didn't work out. Now he goes in a different direction because why continue to try to say, do the same thing? He goes in another direction and brings in Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, and company. And look, again, it's only two games. It is only two games. If they rip off three or four wins in a row, and I'm not saying they're going to, but if they do rip off two, three you know, wins in a row, the conversation will change. Right? But I believe that these guys know what they're doing. It feels like that they have things, you know, right in front of them. They have the weapons that they need. They just got to go out there and they got to make it work. And when I say they have the weapons that they mean, I'm not just talking offense. I'm talking about defense. I think the defense has enough really good players to be a really good defense as well. They got to get it done on both sides of the ball. We're going to go to Vinny Bonsignor now. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And it's time to go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Embajador Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. And Vinny joins us now on the phone lines. And Vinny, thanks so much for your time, my man. I do appreciate you. And, you know, I started off the show today asking about what the biggest question was that Raider Nation has about this team. So as from your standpoint, uh, and you've seen two games and you see practice and you see, you know, you're, you're in there at the podium when they're doing the, the press conferences, you're in the locker room. Uh, what is the biggest question you have with this team right now? For me, I, I still think it's the offensive line, um, but also just um, figuring out a way for the Raiders to play four solid quarters of football in the same game. And I think it goes back to what Devontae Adams talked about yesterday. I thought he was really enlightening yesterday uh, and being a leader. You know, when he, was, when he was basically challenging everybody to do their job at a high level on a consistent basis, because that's what it requires to win at this level. It can't be a little bit here, a little bit there, or a stretch here, or a stretch there. It's got to be play in and play out every single play of every single game. That's how you win at this level. And so for me, that's the biggest, not so much concern, uh, you know, a little bit of concern about the offensive line, but hey, when are the Raiders going to get to a point where they're playing play in, play out at a high level. Right, exactly. And, you know, the the stats are out there about, you know, Derek Carr and his first couple games with Gruden when he was the head coach. And, you know, he lost the first few games, uh, had three interceptions the first game. He, uh, you know, the, the team gave up a lead in the second game. And it's very similar to what we've seen so far. But as I mentioned, it's a, it's a team game, not just an individual game. But what do you think, if you think, that Derek Carr needs to do more on his end to help these Raiders win? Or do you think that he's doing what he needs to do? Um, I think he'd be the first to tell you that he needs to do more. Uh, he needs to play more uh, efficiently, uh, a little bit better with um, you know the touch on the long throws, uh, the accuracy. I mean, he missed you know a Mac Collins uh, on that third quarter drive where they were backed up. Got to make that throw, you know. Uh, so better decisions with the ball and be more accurate. Um, it's nothing that he can't do. It's nothing that's out of his grasp. Uh, he just needs to get back to that point where he himself is playing more consistently and more efficiently. You know, he said yesterday at the presser, and you were there, I don't have to remind you, he said that he's trying to do what the coach wants him to do and throw the ball where the coach wants him to throw the ball. Is that the right mentality? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, that's pretty much every quarterback in the NFL. Uh, He may talk about it a little bit more than other guys do, but guess what? The quarterback has a job. The quarterback is typically an extension of whether it's an offensive coordinator 
or an offensive-minded uh, head coach, and, and they're there to do what the coach is asking them to do, not unlike anybody on the team, whether it's your wide receiver wanting to run the, you know, wanting to run the route the way his coach tells him to and the way the play is designed to do, whether it's an offensive lineman who's supposed to block the way a coach asks him to do uh, in that particular scheme. So it's not unusual. It's no different, really, than anybody else. I think Derek just talks about it a little bit more. Um, and he, and that's that's what his job is to do, and and he'll eventually get there uh, in this offense. Talking right now with Vinny Bonsignor here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. My man DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, Vinny, we talk about Derek Carr a lot and how he could play better, but the Raiders could make it a little bit easier for him by relying on the run game a little bit more. They, they're passing percentage of their plays is at 70%. They're the second in the league. So do you think that this team needs to rely on the run game more? Yeah, I just think that they need to be able to get a, a game um, play out in a way that they can't. That they that the run game is a big part of it. Um, I don't know if it needs to be the run needs to set up the pass. I think this is more of a passing team, uh, but it needs to be more of the offense. There's no way uh, you could be a 70 30 uh, team in the NFL. That's just really not going to get it done, and it's indicative of you know having to play from behind against the Chargers, and then um, things slipping away from them in the second half against the, uh, you know, not necessarily slipping away, but they were searching and grappling for, for answers in that second half, trying to, you know, find themselves or rediscover themselves after a great first half. So something's a little bit out of whack. So to your point, and I agree, I think the run game needs to be more of a foundational piece of this offense. It needs to be, I think, if you're looking at the talent of this offense, maybe 53-48, 54-46, or 47, somewhere in that range, uh, but definitely not 70% of anything, running or passing the ball. What has the vibe been? I mean, you've been there at practice. You've been in there when they're at the podium. You've been in the locker room. What's the vibe around the players as they prepare for another game? Ready to go. Um, you know, I don't think that there's any panic uh, whatsoever. I know that everyone looks at 0-2 and then starts looking at the statistics and – you know, oh my gosh, there's only this percentage of teams that made the playoffs, you know, in these, in this circumstance. And it's easy to get caught up in that. But go look at when they were six and seven last year. And I think the percentage of making the playoffs at that point was under 13%, you know, but they still made the playoffs. And guess what? Nobody even at that time was panicking uh, with the Raiders. Uh, they, you know, you got to figure out the way to, to you got to carve your path one way or another. And, and so when you, when, when I'm around, uh, this team right now. We just finished up in the locker room. Obviously, there's there's urgency. Obviously, they want to they want to win, but they're in good spirits and they're certainly not panicking or anything like that. You know, we had a great text. Uh, Robin Oakland hit us up and said that you know he thinks that the new regime and coaching staff, uh, yeah, they're looking at the next 15 games, but they're also looking at the next 15 years where they want to have this thing, they want to build this thing out. So their sense of urgency might not be as much as the fans. And I kind of referenced that window that we talked about a lot during the offseason and the way these contracts are set up. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Vinny. To me, it feels like this team and this regime and this coaching staff, they want to win immediately, but they also want to be able to have a team that's built to win for years to come uh, like they were used to in New England. Is that the vibe you get as well? 1,000%. That's, uh, I didn't catch the name on, on who, who texted that in, but that's 1,000%. Now, having said that, I mean, because look, Josh McDaniels wants to build something long-standing here, as does Dave Ziegler. And to do that, you have to grow, you have to learn, um, you know, you have to develop in a certain way, you have to have a certain vision, all of those things. Um, and there is a long-range vision here, uh, but at the same time, as he said 
at the podium on Sunday, got to start winning some games while we're learning those lessons, you right. know? So yeah. uh, that's why that, that, that game against the Cardinals was so frustrating because that was one where, hey, didn't play our perfect football. Uh, there's some lessons to be learned, but got the win in the process. Got to be able to do those, you know, those two things simultaneously. And I think they, they will start to do that, but there's no question that this is a long-range thing here with the Raiders, albeit they want to win right now, and they should be winning right now. They're too good not to. Vinny, I know you're going to get on a, on a bird and head to Nashville pretty soon, but uh, what do you think that the Raiders need to do uh, this week against the Tennessee Titans to come out with a victory and fly back to Vegas feeling a little bit better about themselves? Really, uh, you know, go back to what Devontae was talking about, you know, playing good, solid football from beginning to end, rep in and rep out. That's what you do. That's what the challenge is to do. That's what differentiates the good teams from the great teams. And here's the thing. I mean, I don't, you know, to me, the Raiders need to brace for a big fight because the Tennessee Titans have fight and they've been wounded and they're just like the Raiders. They're 0-2 right now. But, man, when I look at the Titans right now, you know, Derrick Henry averaging 3.3, I think, yards per carry. He's well over four uh, for his career. The, the, the Titans usually bully teams. They're getting bullied right now. They've given up over 800 yards. Uh, to opposing offenses to their 300 and some odd yards. It's usually reversed, and 300 and well over 300 of those yards that they've given up have come on the ground. Uh, it's normally them uh, who are imposing their will on, on teams. So something's not right right now with the Titans, and you can look at trading A.J. Brown, losing Roger Saffold, who was kind of an anchor in their interior of their offensive line, uh, Taylor Willen going down the first offensive play of the game Monday night. Not having Harold Landry, that was a big loss for them mm-hmm. in training camp. Uh, and now Bud Dupree is banged up. Doesn't know if, they don't know if he's going to play, but something's just not right with these Titans right now. So if you go back to what Devontae said and play play in and play out, good solid football, there's an opportunity without a doubt uh, for the Raiders to take advantage of what looks to be a vulnerable Tennessee Titans team. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Of course, you can hear Vinny every single morning on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. And, of course, read all his work in the RJ, the Las Vegas Review Journal. Justin Simmons, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, excuse me, is a guy that uh, he said that he he can't wait to play against Derek Carr. Uh, he, he wants to get a guy that is not uh, running around like they had to deal with Josh Allen on Monday. Uh, how, how big of a challenge do you think that Simmons is going to be to try to slow down for that Raiders offensive line? Yeah, that dude's a big load and a really good player. Um, you know, I guess fortunately for the Raiders, you know, they can kind of zero in and and, and really design a, a an offensive blocking scheme. You know, that's going to deal with with uh, with him with Jeffrey uh, because there is no but there might not be a Bud Dupree and definitely not a Harold Landry. So in that respect, you know, they catch a little bit of a break. But he's a dude that can wreck a game in the interior. He can rush the passer. He can eat up space. Uh, he could hurt your run game, and and let's not, you know, kid ourselves. This offensive line for the Raiders is still very much a work in progress. That's why they go and make a trade uh, like they did yesterday uh, for Justin Heron, uh, who we got a chance to talk to uh, earlier today. So, um, you know, the Raiders' offensive line needs to needs to get better uh, and it needs to improve, and it's a tough challenge going against, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, but. It's something that they got to take care of, and they got to, and, and they have to do uh, in order to, to come back to Las Vegas with a whip. Raider Dave in Denver, he called and he mentioned that he thinks that Justin Heron is going to be playing or even starting after the bye week. How do you envision him being used with this Raiders team? Yeah, I think he's going to be thrown into the into the mix at right tackle. 
Um, you know, I did see a little bit of uh, Jermaine Illuminar in the early part of practice today, taking some uh, taking some reps over at guard. So, you know, uh, Thayer Munford was playing some tackle. Jermaine Illuminar was playing some guard. Um, so I don't know what that really means uh, right now. But, you know, they didn't trade for uh, Heron just to, just to sit him. Uh, I don't buy that they traded him just for a depth piece or just to potentially be a, um, you know, swing tackle. They got to figure out right tackle. And talking to Jermaine Illuminar yesterday, he was um, more than upfront with, "Hey, this the coaching staff wants to see uh, something." And without saying it, he said, "And we haven't really showed it to him." If, if, if he basically said, "Look, if didn't basically he said, if if any of us in this rotation wants this rotation to end, one of us needs to step up and prove we're the guy." And that's not happened yet. And um, you know, and so they make a trade to bring in. Aaron, uh, and I think he's absolutely going to get thrown into the mix. I don't know if he's going to be able to play on uh, Monday, how realistic that is, after one day of practice. Uh, but I do think he's going to be in the mix, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if at some point he was a starting right tackle. There you go. Great stuff from Vinny. Uh, Vinny, it's always great to catch up with you. Uh, you're at the Tuscany tonight, right? You, you, you got that going on tonight? We're going to be over at, uh, over at Pub 365 uh, tonight. Next Thursday and next Saturday as well, so uh, before the uh, Denver Broncos game. So come on out. Great place, great food, great fun, great drinks. Uh, we're always there, uh, you know, uh, and, and it's always great talking to all the Raider fans. It was really fun on Saturday uh, ahead of the season opener. I wish the Raiders could have obliged by getting the win, but uh, we all had a bunch of fun after on Saturday. Right now, so so no doubt. So how, uh, how late are you going to be there this evening? Uh, definitely till, you know, probably the end of the game. Uh, okay. On, 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 we got football, got the Steelers against the Browns in a, in a tough, rugged uh, AFC North game. But, uh, but yeah, from probably uh, till sh- shortly after the game's over. That'll work. That'll work. Well, Vinny, have a great time, my man. Also have a safe trip to, uh, to Nashville if I don't catch up with you before. And uh, we'll definitely, uh, you know, we'll be catching up with you soon. Absolutely. Take care, you guys. All right. There he goes. Vinny Bonsignor, fantastic job he does on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang and also with the RJ uh, putting out a lot of good stuff. And speaking of Clay Baker, he is out at Chickies and Pete's. We're going to be checking in with him in a little while. Thursday night football, you want to go out there at the Sahara Las Vegas. Another spot. I'm telling you, man, for this football season, we are everywhere. We are somewhere on a Monday. We are somewhere on a Thursday, on a Friday, and a Saturday. I mean, we are just all over the spot, and that's what we're going to continue to do. So we'll be checking in with Clay Baker in just a little while. And, of course, Vinny will be over at Pub 365 as well. 444 is the time. When we come back, Vinny mentioned Jermaine Illuminor and the locker room. I think we got enough time to go ahead and hear uh, what Jermaine had to say yesterday because what Vinny just said really piqued my interest. So we'll close out the show strong with Jermaine Illuminor in the locker room from the Raiders uh, practice facility yesterday on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Quick text from our guy Vegas Pete on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword r Today is the first day of fall, and that's bad news for the Titans because it's autumn now, and the autumn wind is a raider. Run it down their throats and throw deep, baby. Vegas Pete coming with the heat right there on the Salmon Ash text line. Again, this is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We just finished talking with Vinny Bonsignor, and he had mentioned Jermaine Illuminor and the conversation that he had with him in the locker room yesterday. And we actually meant to get to it on the show yesterday. We just ran out of time. Shocking. They gave us three hours, and I need four. If they give us four, I'm going to need five. I mean, it's just the reality of the business. I guess I shouldn't uh, give child support stories all the time, and then maybe I'd have enough time to get to everything that we want to get to, including calls and texts. But I uh, wanted to get to that conversation 
conversation with Jermaine Illuminor because it sounded like he had some really good things to say and some honest things to say. And that's the one thing I've noticed about Jermaine Illuminor since we've been talking to him in the locker room. We've talked to him quite a bit. He's very open and honest. Even when it's him making a mistake or two, he'll be open and honest about it. Even to the point one time where he was talking to us and he cussed on accident. He was like, oh, damn, my bad. And, you know, all this. And, and it was like really upset at himself for cussing. And so, I mean, I, I was like, it's no big deal. I can take it out. So I took it out when I got to the house. But it's just, it's so funny. Like, he's like he's really conscious of everything that's going on. He's really, you know, thinking about it. So the conversation with Jermaine Illuminor is always a good one. So uh, I don't have to say anything else. I don't have to tee it up anymore. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor sent this over from the locker room. Jermaine Illuminor and himself and maybe a couple others talking uh, yesterday after practice. Hey, I know that uh, we've been talking about this rotation and everything like that. Mm-hmm. How are you? How do you deal with that? You know, mentally. I think that um, you know, obviously, the coaches want to see something, and in order for it to you know come to an end or you know for it to stop, then you have to show that you're a guy. You know, week one, 9 p.m. It was okay. Week two, in my opinion, was wasn't was unexcusable. But you know, for me, yeah, I didn't think that I didn't put my best foot forward. There was just some things I wish I could get back. Mm-hmm. But luckily, it's only week two. This week, you know, going for this week, I'm really excited to get the opportunity again to go out there and write some wrongs that I made and learn, um, writing on some new things. So I'm very excited for that. But yeah, I mean, mentally, I think that you just got to see it as when you get your opportunity, you go out there and ball. Because, right. like I said, I think I said before, if you go out there and, you know, you hit the bucket, right. and people say, then the person who's there, we just got to get that spot. Right. So you got to go out there and put your best foot forward every single rep. And like I said, I don't think I did the greatest job of that last week, but I'm excited to go to Tennessee, go against that great front, and show my, and prove my worth. Um, is it difficult to, you know, bad plays are going to happen. They're, they're good too over <laughs> yeah. on the other side. Um, but when you know, hey, kind of got beat on that rep right there, uh, just to quickly move on from yeah. it. How... I think that's something I'm, I'm learning to do. You know, I'm going on year six, but this is really, if I'm being completely honest, my first time being a full-time right. starter. You know, I was somewhat of a full-time starter when I was in New England, but I wasn't a full-time starter. You know, this is like my first, honestly, it's my first time being a full-time starter since down in Baltimore, honestly. Right. And I've actually never played in front of a crowd. Um, as right. a time started, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm learning on the go. No excuses, though. Um, but you, you know, just gotta keep moving, keep getting better. And you know, if you do have a bad play because all the greats have bad players. I mean, I'm sure Trent, I mean, yeah, Trent Williams has a bad play. Right. David Bakhtiari has a bad play. Mm-hmm. Tom said has a bad. Like they all have bad plays, right. but the great ones separate themselves from the normal ones because if they have a bad play they know how to move on from it in the next play right. they're going to put someone in the dirt but they're going to put someone in the dirt and they're going to make you forget about that one right. bad play and so that's what I got to learn to do last two questions um, you played on offensive lines how long do you think it usually takes five guys to kind of come I in? think um, it takes a little bit to gel but the beauty in that is that once you start gelling it's like a well-oiled how's it it's like a, a well-oiled machine yeah well-oiled machine you know and Everything's moving as one, like five is one, just moving. You get on the line of scrimmage, you're done at the line of scrimmage. Right. And that's what we're building towards, you know, and we're getting closer and closer each week. Um, and I think this week would be a really good opportunity for us to go against that defensive front and, right. you know, show what we can do and, you know, get even closer to getting to that point of being together. Last thing, they, they, they make a trade for another tackle. Do you just mm-hmm. roll with it? I mean, you know, as you've been around the league. No, I mean, long. I'm going on year six. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I let something like that affect me mentally, then 
and I don't want to sort of be in the spot right. and you know they bring in more competition that's fine more competition is the better and I've played with Justin before so yeah. you know I'm just going to keep working right. thank you very much man right. take care brother you too there he goes, Jermaine Illuminor in the locker room with Vinny Bonsignor, a little one-on-one action. You can see and hear uh, the other players and some other media members in the background. But uh, Vinny uh, in with Jermaine with some questions. And, and Jermaine always is going to give a thoughtful answer and, and a well-thought-out answer, uh, you know, and just kind of say what's on, what's going on. And I think that when Vinny broke it down and said, hey, if, if there was five out there that the coaching staff would be comfortable with, they wouldn't have a seven- or eight-man rotation as they have right now. I don't know how long it's going to take. I was hoping they would have this figured out before the season started, but here we are, and uh, we're wa- we're we're watching the team head to Nashville for week three of the season, and there's not really a good solution as far as that offensive line goes. So that's going to do it for us today. Again, I encourage you to come out to the M Resort if you're here locally this weekend. Uh, we'll have a watch party for the Raiders and Titans. Of course, it kicks off at 10 a.m. Uh, Eric Allen will be in the building with the pregame show. JT will be in Nashville and then uh, we'll be there. I'll be there throughout the course of the day and of course have the postgame show from the M as well. So come on out. Make a day of it. We're going to have a lot of fun. Again, the M Resort on Sunday. Also, Clay Baker, he's at the Sahara Las Vegas Chickies of Pete's. He'll be checking in in a few here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Good night.